It's official, you guys. The Unraveling Podcast is back. So welcome to the Living an Abundant Life series. The purpose of this series is to help people live in the fullness of all God has given us and all he has done. Abundant life is what Jesus came to give us. It's available to each of us regardless of our circumstances or what's happening in the world. So that means that no matter what's happening, no matter what scary things are going on in the world, we are still offered an abundant life. This series will have many topics and today's is focusing on what it means to dwell with God. So if you haven't yet, feel free to check out the worksheets that I created. It's kind of like a workbook that go along with the series, um, which will be linked to the podcast notes and found on my website, which is www.kellybacara.com. This mini workbook is something you can do on your own or even in a small group. Regardless, they will get you thinking. These worksheets will get you thinking and diving deeply into what it means to live an abundant life. I also have some pretty inspirational quotes, and by pretty I mean they actually look pretty. <laughs> um, these quote cards that I made that go along with the series as well. Um, they're perfect for hanging on your mirror, putting in your planner, or maybe hanging in your office, um, or giving them to a friend to just give daily encouragement. So please check that out. All of these new printable digital products are brand new and I hope to do more of them in the future. And if you haven't yet, um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you like it, leave a review. Um, I also have blogs that are going to go along with each of these topics. Um, so even with the dwelling with God topic, I have some blogs that are on my Facebook. You can also follow along again at my website, kellybacara.com. Um, and my Facebook page is The Unraveling with Kelly Bacara. So all that to be said, let's get started. In my mental health practice, I start by meeting with clients and doing what is called an intake, where I ask them a bunch of questions about themselves to get to know them, to make counseling goals and stuff like that. I always ask them, how would you describe your faith? In which almost everyone answers by telling me how often they go to church, if they're involved in a Bible study or a small group, or if they do some sort of service or ministry work. But that's not what I'm asking, because there's a big difference between doing the quote-unquote Christian things and actually dwelling with God. So then I usually reply with something like, okay, but what is your personal relationship with Jesus like? Because that's what matters most. And so as we set out to live the abundant life that Jesus has for us, I thought it would be great to start by discussing what it means to truly dwell with God. Because living an abundant life means knowing and walking with God. And I'm sure that there are lots of different definitions of what it means to dwell with God, but essentially it means staying with him, being fully present in his presence, um, and just kind of bringing our awareness to him in our daily life. We tend to do this thing where we come and go from God. Um, I know I do this often is where um, we are really struggling. That's when we run to him. But then we kind of find ourselves going back into the world, often neglecting that dependency and focusing and, and that focus on him um, when things are going okay. So it's kind of like we come and go like, ah, I need help. I'm struggling. God, I'm running to you. And then things get to be okay. And then we're kind of like, okay, I don't really need you as much. Can you even imagine if in any other relationship that we were in with a spouse, a friend, family member, whatever, if we only paid attention to that person like one time a week or whenever we were struggling, uh, imagine only giving attention to your spouse once a week for an hour, like you might with God at church or a f 
you know, your child, giving them five minutes a morning when you're reading your devotional and that's it, but only giving your child five minutes a day, wouldn't, it wouldn't feel great. Um, and the question would be, would you feel super connected to them? Do you think that you would even really know these people if that's the only kind of time and attention you gave them? So when we dwell with God, we become aware of him in everything we do. We live this life with him. Dwelling with God can mean like going to the grocery store and just being open to hearing how he might want to use you. Maybe he wants you to pay for someone's groceries or say hi to somebody. Um, It's starting our day off by acknowledging what we want to get done, sure, but also being open to him changing our plans because we're going to do the day with him. It's being close enough to our guide, to our God, um, that we can actually hear him and follow him for what he has in, in store for us. And so we need to learn to dwell with God in order to live in the abundant life that he has for us. Because without God, there is no abundant life, period. If there's anything you take from the series, it's that we do not get abundant life without God, without Jesus. Um, Because abundant life comes directly from him. And that's why I got this idea for this series from John 10.10, where it says, where Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and may have it abundantly. So then, how do we dwell with God? How do we become conscious of his presence in our daily life? We feel most at home when we are dwelling with God. It's when we'll also feel most alive because we are where we were always created to be. Yet, it's so easy to get so distracted and not be conscious of God or walk or or sometimes even just completely walk away. Um, So long story short, we absolutely have to be intentional about dwelling with God. It will not come naturally. Um, And we have to also be very aware of the distractions of the world and how they're impacting us. But one thing I really wanted to talk about when I think about dwelling with God is that there's this idea and this thing in the Bible that I just love that it's like this term of like a dwelling place. The Bible talks about like a secret place that we have access to, just us and God. And it's literally one of the most comforting thoughts to me that there is just this place that we can go dwell with him and meet him. It's secret, it's hidden, and no one else can be there. And it's just for the two of us. And here are just a couple of the verses that help explain this idea of a dwelling place. Psalm 27, 4 through 5 says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all day of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. So just let your mind go there for a minute. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Just let your imagination notice that. Psalm 91.1 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So again, it's discussing and talking about this place that he, that we can run to for refuge, for fortress, that he will save us here, that we can be covered by his feathers and hide under his wings. It's this place where his faithfulness meets us and it's our shield. It's very comforting. And then Psalm 32, 7, and by the way, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the Bible about this, but the other one that really stuck out with me to me was Psalm 32, 7 that says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So not only do we have this hiding place, this secret place, this dwelling spot to go with God, but he surrounds us by song. 
I just love these verses, probably because I'm somebody who finds so much comfort in imagery, um, but also because the secret place with God is something that no one and nothing can ever take away from us. It's outside of the world. It's in a different realm. It's a holy place that we can run to. And I think life changes when we learn to escape with God and go and dwell in this place. And so, yes, dwelling with God means being aware of him, but it also means allowing him to change us. Sometimes we think of healing or change or transformation as something that Jesus does to us, which is true. But when we really look at Jesus and when we're really sitting with him and looking at him, fixing our eyes on him and sitting in his presence, we are transformed no matter what, because his presence itself is healing. Being near Jesus is healing. Dwelling with God also makes us stronger. When people are going through the valley, like just going through the darkest, yuckiest stuff of life, yet still have the strength and peace in their heart to keep going, I believe it's because they dwell with God in this sacred place. They've come to know God and depend on him just differently. God is healer. He is our guide, our counselor, our shepherd. So it's only in his presence that we experience divine revelation, new strength, insights, visions, perspectives, and a change of heart. Dwelling with God means getting to know God better while also getting to know ourselves, our calling. Because the closer we are to God, the closer to our true selves we become. I know that I've done a whole podcast on that in the past, but it's so true. There's so many people who feel lost and they don't know who they are. You will never know who you truly are until you really get to know God. And the closer you get to God, the more you're going to have a better understanding of yourself because he is your creator. So instead of spending all of our time on self-development and self-help and all these things which aren't bad, but if that's where our focus is, we should really be focusing on getting to know God better. Um, That's actually what's going to help us understand ourselves most. Okay, I could go on a whole tangent about that as well, but we're going to take a moment to let God really work in our imaginations and we're going to actually create a dwelling place that we can see in our minds with him. And so I'm going to walk you through a quick imagery exercise. So I'm not sure where you are right now and if this is a good time for you to um, close your eyes and get quiet, but I'm going to encourage you to find a place to do that now or come back into this in a little bit. Or if you can try to do it with your eyes open, that's okay too, but it's just a little bit easier to do this in a quiet place by yourself. So I'm just gonna have you take a moment to close your eyes and start by taking some deep breaths in and out, just getting comfortable. And I want you to imagine yourself standing at the bottom of a mountain. And you're just standing there looking up at it and you feel heavy with the burdens of the world and with the burdens in your life and just the heaviness that's going on around you and all your emotions. And I want you to just take a moment to notice all the things weighing on you right now. Your doubts, your fears, the responsibilities. Just notice how all that feels. And even as you notice this heaviness, you can't help but feel this nudge to start moving. And then you notice that there's a trail going up the mountain and you start walking up it. And as you start taking steps, you're noticing that you're making ground quite quickly. And you're moving up the mountain as you follow that nudge that going up it is exactly where you're supposed to be. So with each step, you start to notice that your perspective is changing and the things around you are changing almost like the whole atmosphere is changing as you walk 
the world and your problems stayed at the base of the mountain and they get smaller and smaller and more distant the higher up you go. You feel the separation between you and what's been weighing you down. You really are feeling a sense of freedom. And in all this, you're starting to recognize that God is calling you to see above the world and to fix your eyes on him. And before you know it, you are getting to the top of the mountain. You aren't even really aware of the world anymore because you are so aware of of the Lord's presence here in this heavenly space. You feel his whispers in your spirit saying, this is your hiding place, child. This is your refuge right here with me. This is a place where you can access heaven. This is a place that isn't accessible to anyone else, and it will always belong to you and God. It's your shield from the world. A place to dwell with your creator. So just look around at it and notice what you notice. Take it in with all of your senses. And just sit in this place for a while. What's it like to feel above it all? Above all the heaviness of the world. To have more of a heavenly perspective. To feel safe. To feel peace. Allow God to show you or speak to you in any way he wants to. You are willing and able to listen. Know that you can always come back to this place forever. You can come here to your rock, your refuge, And you will always be met with the same constant love. This is your dwelling place. This is where God wants to meet you, love you, transform you, and help you get to know him better too. And when you are ready, you can open up your eyes, but know that this place never has to leave your mind. Okay, so I love doing imagery. If you have listened to any of my other podcasts, you already know this. I um, just love it because you just created this place in your mind that's going to stick. Like you will remember this place and you can go back there anytime you want to. And I hope that you will. I hope that you'll go there often and I hope that you'll spend time with your creator there. Even if that's something, if that's how you want to start your day off or end your day. Um, And maybe the place changes where you meet him, but just to do some sort of practice where you're actually meeting God day to day in your mind, it's so powerful. So thank you for doing that with me. And before we finish, I just have one more question for you to consider, maybe a few questions, because that's usually what happens, um, before we really start implementing this idea of dwelling with God. And that question is, what gets in the way? What stops you from having your attention and your focus on him? Just take a moment to think about that. What are the things 
that are stopping you and preventing you from dwelling with God. Again, if you have the workbook, this is in there and it's something that you can write down. But even if you don't have it, uh, if you don't have the worksheets, you can just think about this and write it down somewhere too. And the next thing that I would ask you is what can you do to make sure that, that these distractions don't get in the way? And I ask this knowing that we will all inevitably get distracted. Um, our job is not to do this perfectly. Our job is to be aware of when we are being pulled back into the world and then doing what we need in order to get back into the dwelling with God, getting back into um, having our attention focused on him. And so for me, it's very clear. I know that I need to set better limits with my phone. I know it absolutely gets in the way of me dwelling with God. Um, all the things on social media, my email, talking to people, all of it. Um, and so my goal, and this is something that I'm going to be actively working on, is that I will no longer look at my phone first thing in the morning until I have either gotten in the word um, and or just set my mind on God for the day, prayer, whatever, doing something in the morning where God is the first thing that I pay attention to. And it sounds simple, but it's really, really not easy for me in my life. Um, and so I want you guys to do the same thing. Think about and set an intention to make sure that you are prioritizing being and dwelling with God over all of our distractions. I would love to hear how this goes for you and what you are deciding to do. Um, again, don't forget to check out any of the printables and the worksheets and workbook that can go along with this. Um, you can use them anytime. It doesn't have to be along with this podcast. They're good worksheets to have literally any time of our life to get us thinking about living an abundant life and connecting deeper with God. Um, and again, I have also linked some relevant pod or blog posts of mine into the podcast notes. So make sure you're looking at the podcast notes because there's going to be a whole bunch of information there. Um, and it's just a good place to get more inspiration. And so I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to do this series and I would love to hear your thoughts on all this. I hope you guys have a great day and we will be back next week with more topics on living an abundant life. 